Hey, Jeff. Yo. Uh, I want to run something by you real quick. Sure. So, you know how you're always saying keep things fresh and interesting? I think you need to do it with the YouTube intros. I think the What's Up Guys of Cavaliers got a little stale. Okay, well, what do you got? Well, first off. Dude, you're, you're just staring. Well, yeah, they love that. I mean, that's what I do. I really like that. Okay, how about this? Jeff Cavalier, athletex.com. You want me to do jazz hands? Even better. What's up, guys? Jumping Jazzy Jeff, athletex.com. Right, wait, you grew up in the 90s, so you like 90s music. I got it. Do it like Creed. What's up, everybody? Jeff Cavalier, athletex.com. I'll keep thinking of them. I got plenty of good ones up here, bud. What's up, guys? Jumping Jazzy Jeff. Je oh, no. It ain't working, Jesse. I ain't changing, but I will tell you this. We're going to talk today about change. And change is one of the most common questions I get asked, and that is, Jeff, how often should I change my workout? And first of all, we have to understand what does that mean? Because there's a lot of things that you can change. You can change the exercises that, you could do, that you're doing. You could change your training focus. You could change the way you're doing the exercises. You can change so many things about the time of day that you train. There's so many aspects and variables that you can change. But the most important thing is that change sometimes is overdone and other times is not done often enough. So let me explain. If you are a beginner, one of the big problems with beginners is this obsession with wanting to try all the new things. As all the shiny objects, we try to grab them all, and unfortunately, it has a detriment to your workout progress because a beginner should be focused on a select few exercises and worrying about getting better at doing those exercises. Now, when we started with Jesse and his transformation, we weren't doing all the fancy exercises. We were trying to do the basics and stick with those and help him to learn how to perform those exercises, and within those, we do have some elements of change. Here we could work on increasing the weight that he was lifting on those exercises, so obviously increasing his strength. We could alter the tempo of how he's doing those exercises as he gets more comfortable with them. We can work on, most of all, trying to increase the intensity that he can deliver during those exercises so that with each new set, each new workout, he's able to deliver more and more tension and intensity on the muscles he's trying to develop. But when you try to do more and more exercises, you're asking yourself to learn how to do things that you're not really that good at doing. And the more exercises you try, the more likely you are to not really be good at them. So it's better to focus here on these things with a limited number of exercises. Now, as we become more advanced, You've likely done all the training variables. You've changed your rep tempo. You've increased your volume. You've decreased your volume. You've changed the, uh, the, the exercises by increasing the weight that you can lift on them. You've progressed and, and, and overloaded wherever you could. However, that's the key. At that point, you likely have topped out in a lot of exercises at least the, the, the drastic changes that you're going to be able to make in your strength. So here is when I think that increasing exercise variation is one of the bigger things that you can do to start to see re continued results. So increased exercise variation. So now, if you think about that, have you ever experienced you go to the hotel gym and they don't have much there for you to work with and you do whatever you have at your disposal there. You're doing, you're doing bench press machines, 
You're doing pec deck or something. You're doing whatever's there just because that's all they have and you still want to get in a good workout. They don't even have heavy enough dumbbells for you to really get the normal workout in that you want to do. So when you do this though, two days later you can barely move in the hotel room because you've done things you haven't done in a long time. Or maybe as an alternative, you've watched me do an exercise here on this channel, like let's say a face pull recently. You're like, oh wow, I haven't done face pulls in a long time. And you do the face pulls and even though your farmer carrying tons of weight all the time regularly, your traps, your upper back is sore as shit from doing the face pulls because you have become too efficient at the movements. And that is what we're trying to get here. As you become more advanced, your goal should be to try to find ways to make yourself less efficient. Your body is our masters of compensation. If you hurt yourself, if you hurt your knee, why does your back start to hurt? Because somehow, someway, your dumb ass is still going to the gym and figuring out a way to hobble around on that knee in such a way that it passes that pain on to somewhere up the chain. And you figure out a way, look, I'm squatting, guys, my knee's not hurting me anymore, but meanwhile, my back is killing me. Our bodies will always figure out a way to do what we're not really supposed to do. You're, they're going to adapt to whatever you do. You have to figure out a way to make sure that you're forcing it to get used to doing something it's not used to doing. That comes in with the next concept here of exerphobia. So when we talk about change, this is one of my big ones. How many exercises do you like? Right? Maybe I should have said, what is your favorite exercise? But how many do you like? In this case, if you can start telling me, oh, I like to do this, 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 and this, then likely it's time that you stop doing those exercises or at least dial it back for a period of time. When you start to like an exercise, it's because you've become very efficient at doing it. And anything that becomes very efficient is something that we actually start to like. If you have a phobia of doing squats, but you like doing deadlifts, it might be time to start doing squats because there's a reason why you like that. Now, I'm not talking about, let's be very clear, I'm not talking about you can do squats or you can do a deadlifts, but you can't do squats because something is killing you or hurts or your back is bothering you or your knees are bothering you. Likely, there's something that's causing that to be the case, and that's not the, the same thing. When you are picking based on the fact that one of the exercises is difficult for you, just in terms of your effort level, but one of them you're actually really good at, that is when you want to start using them. So stop fearing those exercises and instead identify the ones that you don't like. Those are the ones I want you to start doing. Again, just take the ones you like out for a little time and go back to them and you'll get that same response when you go back to them, that change that actually is good for sparking new growth and adaptation. Finally, a comment on fat loss. Again here, metabolically, our bodies are always going to try to become very efficient at what we do. If you think about the first time that you maybe even did a box jump, right? You're doing box jumps, you're, not, you're, you're, you're using a lot of effort to get yourself up on the box because you aren't really good at timing your jump, at timing your arms with your legs to get a higher jump. So all that inefficiency is causing you to actually burn more calories because you need to put in more effort to execute every single rep. But as you become a box jump king, because that's all you do over and over and over and over again, well now you're actually burning fewer calories doing the same activity because of that efficiency. So what should you be doing if you're trying to spark fat loss? Try to find some activity that you haven't done in a while. You should always be trying to vary up the things that you do for fat loss, especially if you're going to be doing them at a higher intensity. Because it doesn't take a lot of 
complication here to walk on a treadmill or to go long distance walking for 45 minutes or an hour. I'm talking about more of your burst training, your HIIT training, where you're trying to burn calories at a maximum in a shorter period of time. You should constantly be trying to vary the exercises that you do. So for here, fat loss, always increase variety of your exercises. So guys, as you can see here, again, there's a lot of parameters and it all depends on what you're trying to train for. It also depends on where you are in the training stage. If you're a beginner or if you're more advanced, there's things that you want to do. There's always variables you want to change, but the fact is this. Remember, your bodies are pretty damn smart. They know how to adapt and they're always looking to get you to stay the same. You have to be smarter than it and you have to force change at every opportunity knowing exactly the right type of change to make at the right time. Guys, if you're looking for a program that kind of lays it out and helps you to find where you're at in that training cycle, knows whether you're a beginner or advanced, and knows whether, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, I can help you to meet those goals and get there a lot faster. If you click on the link below this video, our program selector tool will do just that. It'll help you to kind of shortcut your process to get you to the point where the training plan sets in and allows you to make your, uh, make your progress as you go along. That's over at athletex.com. In the meantime, if you found this video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. If you have any other suggestions that were better than Jesse's as to what I should do in the intro, save them. I don't want to hear them. I'm not changing my intro. All right, guys. I'll see you back here again soon. Excellent.